Ladies and gentlemen, introducing the worst fucking podcast you've ever heard. Bo Mikes. Welcome to Bolt Mikes. <laughs> Bolt Mikes is a show about nothing and everything. That is Mike Sofka. And that is Mike Taylor. And together we are both Mikes. How are you? Good, good. <laughs> I thought we would have a minute for an intro. But apparently, no, no, no. <laughs> wait, uh, you wait, never mind. We do have an intro. It just yes. came up quicker than I thought. Yeah. yeah. Well, guys, welcome to show number 127 of both mics heard everywhere. Podcasts can be heard. Um, you name it, we're there. So find your favorite podcast place and find us there. Go to Alexa and say, Alexa, play both mics. And our scarlet velvet voices will come across the interwebs. So, so how are you, Mr. Safka? How's things? Are you, yeah, are you focused in my camera focused? a little bit? Adjusting? Hello? Testing yeah, one, I'm two. Here. <laughs> Just, uh, anyway. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, how are you, man? This is show good. what? 127 already? 127. Yeah. Um, it's an awful lot. We, I, I was actually thinking about it earlier when I was looking at the, the show prep and I was like, God, we've, we've said this, this, Intro 127 times. That's a lot of times. Yeah, well, maybe we need to tighten it up or tune it up or something. What do you think? Maybe we Whatever. need to change it? It's the same thing I've been reading for, you know. And, <laughs> and you can see down here, I have all the numbers. The intro, you know, introduction 127, music. 128, I have them, then I cross them off. Nice. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, well, right, along, so with, along with my both mic sticker. You're, you're crossing them off like... Lines on the wall in a jail cell. <laughs> in a jail. Or like a like a chick does on the inside of an egg. One day, yes. two day, three day. Let's see here. I'm trying to... Are you trying to... Trying to look here. I, I put in the Google box how many shows have less than uh, 120 episodes... 127 episodes. Well, we, got, we got more uh, more shows in Gilligan's Island. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll right. take that. <clears throat> I mean, because... A lot of TV shows, you got to think, you know, there's, I, I don't know what, where we stand in. I'm sure we're way down. Like I listen to some other podcasters. They keep track of their episodes like that. And they're on episode right. like 2,500. Uh, 2,557. Like, huh? So 2,557. Yeah. Well, well, it just, it, um, you know, a lot of those people do more than one, one or two shows a week, you know, right. They do, right. You know, five, yeah, they do they a show do a every day, whatever. Yeah. So. I got shows like that, but I'm doing five different things. So, hey, by the way, we're going to be uh, introducing a new podcast to the family. Um, we'll get video. We'll do all that. We'll be on the same platform. So be on the lookout. Um, it's uh, going to be called Just Donna. J-U-S-T-D-O-N-N-A. Just Donna. It's uh, my sister, Donna Marini, and she's been... Uh, She's had some inspirational changes through her life. So it's really yes. called Just Donna from Paralysis to Positivity. Cool. So we, we'll be working on a project real soon here. You should see that in the next couple of weeks. Hopefully she'll have better internet than you. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've already <laughs> done some test stuff and already, you know, setting things up. Because it takes a while to do what I do. You know, I got to I gotta contact all these people. I got to get it all plugged in and everything. Because I want her to, you know, come out of the box strong. So cool, she cool. should. She's got a good yeah. story. 
and, and I could vouch too. You know, Mike's just saying it because you know he he's it's his sister. But Donna's an awesome person, very insp- inspiring person, and uh, I, I would you know give it a shout, give it give it a shout, give it a give it a listen, and uh, you know interact. Yeah, yeah. She's she started another uh, a company as well. Uh, she has started a, a hospital for people with brain and spinal cord injuries, and yep. um, she's done a lot of great things for having the situation she was dealt with. So, anyway, now that I brought the show down to a screeching friggin' halt, oh good, yes. we got, that'll change the direction. And you got you got babies. Hey, what's that on your head? What do you That's got on your head? Hey. A sticker. He doesn't even know he has it oh, on there. There's both of them. Hey. Right. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hey, Sandra. Hey, Nikki. He's like, why can't I hear? All right, guys. <laughs> scoot. Scoot, scoot, scoot. <clears throat> I see you're repping the uh, New Jersey today. That's good. Yes. Yes. Well, because my sister, my sister's actually here visiting too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And uh, I, I bought this at Newark Airport. Nice. Hey, Deb, how are you? You're you're in, you're out. You're like an alien. <laughs> yeah, she she's breaking my my green screen in the back here. <laughs> Boom! Shit's flying. That's why that's why you can't see now. All right, bro. Give me one second. Yeah, no worries. Okay, there's a video. There's a All right, while Mike's doing that, I do want to let you know, of course, it's fantasy football season coming up. So, you know, just hit me up on Hall of Fame winning fantasy football. Check out the videos on YouTube. Check us out all over the place on Facebook, the group winning fantasy football. Uh, This is kind of what my real job is, is fantasy football. This podcast is great. I love doing it, but this is a, a second gig for me. Fantasy football is my first gig. My first gig is dedicating Finding the right players for you, helping you in your draft. The draft is half of the process. So hit me up at Hall of Fame Fantasy Football.com. Hit me up at Winning Fantasy Football.com. I have a playoff guarantee. I can take you from zero to hero, from the outhouse to the penthouse. Check it out at Hall of Fame Fantasy Football or Winning Fantasy Football. All right, we straight, Mike? Yeah. I ever tell you my, my football picking story? No, go ahead. All right. I used to be a manager for a supermarket, a department manager, and I had a part-timer who used to do the, you know, the slip they have, and it has the yeah. odds, you know, the Jets versus the Chargers, and you have or a spread, or pick two you, or three games or whatever. Right. And uh, they used to use them, and it was ten bucks per person, and whoever won that week got the pool. So my part-timer uh, was part of this pool with the butchers, all these Italian guinea butchers over in uh, over at Pathmark. And uh, they used to sit there every Monday and every, you know, all the time, just Monday morning quarterbacking. Hey, who's on injured reserve? Hey, what's going on here? Who's going to win this? Is this home or is it away? Hey, it's a playoff game. Hey, he's new. Who's this guy? Who's that guy? All week long, these mother flippers would be in the break room with these tickets, right? Come Thursday, James, my part-timer, needed to fill out his ticket. James was off that day. So I'm like, all right, give me the ticket. I'll pick the freaking, I'll pick the teams. Nice. All right. Who has yellow or green in their uniform? Exactly. Yeah. All right. New York Jets are going to win. Green Bay Packers. Yes. Let's see. Yeah, the Rams, they have they have more yellow than, you know, they say the, the, right. the, the Chargers. Uh, we, you know, that's a that's a push. We'll give that one there. Boom, boom, boom. Right. Run down the right. whole line. Whoever has more green or yellow. 
guess who won the football pool that week? I guess you did. Yeah, well, it wasn't me. It was James yeah. because it was his freaking ticket. Did the motherfucker great. give me any money for it? No, no. He, he, oh, took the hundred, wow. he, he took the 120 bucks and skidded. Wow, that's cold. Anytime, yeah. that's pool etiquette, by the way. Anytime you have a guy that's given up his time and stuff. Now, there's a difference because I've been in large pools before. I'm talking where these pools get to be, you know, five, six grand a week. Okay. Wow. Yeah, and I was personally responsible for one or two of those. So for wow. whatever that means, I hope the statute of limitations has run out. Um, but <laughs> what I'm trying does. to say is it's it's if you're winning any kind of money over a hundred bucks, the right etiquette there is to tip the guy who's running the thing because chances are he's not getting anything out of it. He he's like me. He's doing it because he wants to enter one, but he can't find one that he knows is firm, fair, and consistent. Right, you know, right, he, right. He, so I put it together. I'm that guy. Okay, I'll do it. You know, so right, yeah. Right. We, I've, I've seen it like, you know, like the boxes, usually the guy who, who runs the boxes gets like a box or two for free from himself. Oh, for Super Bowl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in my dad's day, they used to have them for baseball games. Oh, yeah. Every oh, day. Yeah. Every day for Yankees or Mets. And then, of course, football. It would be once a yeah. week. He'd have boxes. And yeah, uh, yeah. I, I've, I've won my fair share. Well, once my pool, once that one pool got up there. It was twenty bucks a head, and we were running like five grand a week. Wow! So I mean, that's not bad. <laughs> so my gig was, you know, that I I just didn't I didn't pay twenty bucks, so it right. came up twenty bucks short of what the number of people was. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Anyway, it always came down to the final score in a game, and much like your situation, it was always some chick Sally from accounting who did the same system. <laughs> you know, she win. Right, and then. And then, you know, it's funny because my 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 other half, Lisa, was on a couple of my shows, Mrs. Gator Mike, and um, she was on a couple of shows back in the day. Like I'm talking 2011, 2012, when I was on terrestrial radio as well. And she would call in and make her picks. And that's that's how she based them. Who had more yellow in their uniforms? I think a lion could beat a bear in a fight. So I'm going to take the lion. I wish I was on a jet plane. Yeah, yeah. I, I wish I'd I had rather vacation in Miami than in, you know, Washington. <laughs> you know, right. Yeah. yeah. Crazy, you know, dude. What? What right. is a Seahawk? What, what? Right. <laughs> right. Well, I, I do. I, you know, I want to do the same thing because, like, when same but different. When I've when I've walked there, I don't know why it's popped in my head, but have you ever been to a concert festival or a concert and More seen night? somebody who was maybe just a tad younger than you, not a lot younger than you, but okay. a tad younger than you, and they're wearing like a Motley Crue shirt, and, or they're wearing a heavy metal band shirt. Have you ever wanted to go up to that person and go, name me three songs that band? <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I just think you're a freaking poser who got the thing at Hot Topic. Yeah, you yeah. Know, come on. Well, it's like Kim Kardashian had her picture taken somewhere along the line with a Motley Crue shirt on. We're like, who, yeah. who, who are you joking? Who are you kidding? Yeah, exactly. Right? Speaking of that, you got the big show coming up, right? Yeah, it's tomorrow, and uh, and we're expecting rain. Yeah, I saw that about fifty some odd percent chance. Yeah, well, I've been I've been watching it closely, and yesterday, you know, yesterday they were saying tomorrow is a seventy percent chance of rain, and mm-hmm. this morning it said seventy percent. Then I looked at it, and it says we're getting thirty percent chance between two and three, and then we're getting like another thirty percent chance at nine ten. Uh, oh, wow. Nine o'clock, ten o'clock at night. Mm. So by by nine o'clock, Motley will be off the stage, and Def Leppard will be back on. But 
you got to remember, weatherman is the only job you can have where you can be wrong all the time and keep your job. Something's uh, going on with your boy. I was going to talk about it in 128. Um, yeah. What's his name from Poison? Brett, uh, Brett Michaels. Yeah. Had some he, sort of medical issue or something. And they he's, canceled he's the Nashville show. Yeah. No, they, uh, well, they canceled the Poison portion of the Nashville show. Well, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which is interesting because they played Nashville yesterday. And Vince actually lives in Nashville. And Mick Mars, the guitarist of Motley Crue, lives in Nashville. Hmm. So, Nashville's the new uh, the new Vegas. Oh, yeah. Know? Well, it's been that way for quite a while. My son would say that when he was up there. Whoa, my camera just went way wide. Hold right? on a second. I can't going on with that. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. Hang on. Gravity. I'm good? Yeah, right. you're good. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, you know, Vegas became the, the new L.A., and now Nashville's the new Vegas. So they're all they're all in Vegas. Even though right. the, uh, the lead singer of, uh, of Firehouse lives in Celebration. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yep. The singer of one of our wedding songs. So you're a cruise guy. You like going on cruises. Yeah. Would you go on a cruise if it was in the sky? Um, You got to explain that a little bit. According to (laughs) interestingengineering.com. Now, I started looking at this, and they're presenting this as it's a real thing, and it's happening or going to happen, and they've got mocked up pictures and everything i'm going to put up here and post but here's my deal yeah they're saying watch the nuclear powered flying hotel that can stay airborne for years with five thousand passengers it's a concept video of sky cruise a giant flying machine that can carry five thousand passengers and has all the luxuries of the world has gone viral on the internet. The maker of the video claims that such an aircraft built in the future would have no carbon footprint. So I'm just calling BS on this whole thing here. No carbon this footprint like a, on Earth. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's going to have its own nuclear power plant on yeah. the ship. With fi- I want to see this thing lift off. I mean... Do they have to assemble it in space? I don't know, dude. It's, you're acting like this is an airplane in the sky, but it looks like a cruise ship. Okay. Well, it, it's got on each side. It's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten jet engines on each side. Two double wings, one on top of the other. Uh, a glass atrium, open air type place in the middle. It's got uh, one, two, three, four, five, five axles instead of your normal two axles on a plane. But it basically does. It looks like a cruise ship with wings. Interesting. Now, here, here's the thing. On a cruise ship on Earth, you can go outside whenever you want. Yeah. Yeah. Here in space? No. No. And, and you can get off the boat, at time, you know. Every other day or whatever, if you yeah. want, you know, yeah. if you're stopped in port yeah. or whatever. This cruise, this cruise ship in space is not like stop by, you know, Mars or, or Jupiter, you know. The concept yeah. of a floating world in itself is not new and has been described by Jonathan Swift's work from the 18th century, much before the Wright brothers made their first flight. Fans of animated movies might also have come across the concept in a 1986 Japanese movie called Castle in the Sky. Yada, 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 yada. When can one expect, what can one expect on the Sky Cruise? Let's go there. It's just like a cruise to what they're saying, dude. They're going to have cinema halls, theaters, game rooms. 
entertainment venues, places for people to get married and stuff like that. Which I guess if you're trapped in a plane with somebody, it's bound to have a situation where you might have to get married, I guess. I mean, right. Yeah, like, is it like a seven-day cruise? Is that a three-year cruise? How do you get to and from? You know, does it come back to, to Earth and it takes off each time? I, you know, I, I they probably have all those answers here. Oh, sorry, it's powered by 20 electric engines, 10 on each side. Wow. Uh, powered by nuclear fusion, the ship will be able to remain afloat for years altogether without carbon emissions. I, I I just I, I don't see this happening, dude. I just don't. This I, is all fan, fantastic. This is the Green New Deal right here. This is what we're doing. Yeah. Well, if it does, ha- you know, it, it can happen. You know, like we've we've well, said we've in the talked past. about it before. No one yeah. does it until somebody says it can be done, and then somebody does it, and then ten other people do it right after that. Right. That's the uh, the the banister effect. The Bannister effect. I didn't know right. that's what that was called. Yes. You, you know who Roger Bannister is, right? Name sounds familiar. First Plane person jumping to, guy? No. First person to run a four-minute oh, mile. Oh, four-minute mile. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, it was impossible. Couldn't be done. Yeah. You know, they, they said no one would ever do it. Well, Roger, Roger Bannister did it. And then shortly after, someone else did it. Then another person did it. Then hundreds of people are doing it. So, yeah, he, he paved the way. Of, you know, hey, I can, I, I, you know, it can be done. I, you know, I, I broke that barrier. Now everybody does the copycat thing. That's why uh, a, a lot of times. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of time, like with, uh, with, with things now, you know, people being Karens and social media, school shootings. That's all the banister effect. Yeah. You know, well, one, one person did it. He said, well, if he it did was, it, why can't I? Yeah, there was a couple... Uh, decent comments here on YouTube where the video was where some were impressed with the vision of the aircraft. Many were skeptical whether something like this would even fly. One YouTuber pointed out that, you know, how big a runway would be needed for the crews to take off, which would really be used for any ship. And then another one commented on the lack of any detail of the size of the ship, its weight or wingspan, and some of the fundamental parameters needed to make it fly. Says others were more sarcastic than critical, stating that they could see the sky crews fly if physics and aerodynamics did not exist. And another said the concept (laughs) was like putting together a Titanic with Hindenburg and then putting a nuclear reactor in it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I I called bull crap before I even saw this. See, that's what I do, folks. I look at this stuff so you don't have to. <laughs> you know, and if you come across it later on, you're like, oh, I heard Mike talk about that. That's bullshit. Keep moving. You know? Yeah. Right. That's what I do. There's video yeah. of a UFO taking out a nuclear. Whoa. Yeah, I didn't want that audio. And I'll have it up here in post, but basically it's this rocket going up in the air and this thing flies all the way around it. And it's like shooting this laser. It looks like something from a movie, actually. I mean, I I just don't see how they could have done it, you know. I don't know. So are they suggesting it's a UFO from like someplace else? Yeah, they're suggesting that uh, because there's been UFO interference with our 
nuclear programs here and even in in Great Britain there's uh, in the UK there's documented cases of UFOs flying over an area where nuclear weapons were stored and then sometimes they would even scan the area to see if the nuclear weapons were active you know did they have a warhead on them were they activated all that stuff so supposedly they're very interested in our nuclear capabilities and this video shows a direct contact with a nuclear test fire shot that we had and uh again i don't know i don't know if i can believe it or not you think it's possible anything's possible and you know if it's unidentified flying object it could be from anywhere you know speaking of unidentified flying objects yes did have another chat with our girl blue crystal and phoenix and I did have a couple viewers send in <sighs> questions. One of them was, uh, has she ever been hospitalized? And she addressed that. So I'm not going to tell you what she said. You're going to have to go over and look at the video here. It's the fourth interview. Yeah. And then, you know, I think, I, you know, I think there's some credibility with, with what she's saying and stuff. I don't think, I, I don't think there's a situation where, and, and maybe I'm getting a wool pulled over my eyes. I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, I'm trusting this. What I trust this person really believes that they are who they say they are. You know what well, I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I believe on Cleopatra. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that is that what you're identifying now as Mike? That's, What's that's your first question? Is it she and her? It's Shim. 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 Yes. Shim. Nice. Nice. Anyway, hey, more good news here after the UFOs are shooting our nukes down. Okay. You know how they want us to convert to all this battery technology? And we've talked yeah. about the lithium batteries being dangerous. Right. Well, in the post here, I'm putting up this video, but it's a video of all these lithium batteries on a public transportation bus all of a sudden going up in flames here. The lithium batteries caught on fire. Yeah. Yep. Get yourself in, a Samsung Note 7. It's in Paris. There's there's been two fires like this. Wow. It's crazy, dude. Two in Paris alone. Yeah. Well, they're all progressive with the uh, you know, they they bought into like a lot of our countries trying to buy in. We're being sold down the river with all this uh, Green New Deal shit. This is what happens. This is what yeah. you get. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's dangerous, you know, and, and it, granted throwing flammable liquid inside of a, a a car is dangerous too but hell you know they've done near perfected that i was gonna say after over 100 years we kind of figured that shit out yeah exactly exactly now they say that back in a the day there were electric cars but they got squashed and then they made a reappearance in the 70s i think I, honda or somebody had them and they got squashed and all of a sudden, and you couldn't, when they did that test run back in the seventies, you couldn't yeah. buy one. You had to lease it and you had really? to turn it in at the end. You couldn't buy really? it. There was no option to buy it. Yeah. Yeah. They were notorious for being crap, being crappy. And I guess what they didn't want was somebody else to hijack the technology. That's really? They like didn't want any around. Yeah. Well, they probably made more money not making them. You know what I mean? Right. Because when you consider that, you know, oil companies have an expressed interest in that. And they're like, look, we'll give you a billion dollars. Shut that shit down. OK, I'm the guy in charge. I can work for another 10, 15, 20 years and hope to one day make that amount of money. Or I can just make this one move now 
kill all these other people's jobs and shit, and then uh, still get the same money. Billion dollars or some shit. Right. If if somebody offered you a billion dollars to do something, would you take it? I mean, depending on what it was, of course. Yeah, right? it depends on what it was, you know, and and the trustworthy of the person. You know, are they going to come through? Do you think something like shutting down an electric car program is is a moral issue or an ethical issue? Or do you think that if somebody was paid off to do something like that back in the 70s for a shit ton of money, they were justified in doing it? Yeah, no, there's a morality issue there for, for sure. But, you know, it's, it's also a business decision and it could be masked to me like a business decision. That's a. Uh... It's an old line that a buddy of mine used in bars to pick up women. He would okay. say, he would he would talk to one of them and he would be like, uh, "Hey, uh, would you sleep with me for fifty bucks? Who the hell do you think I am? That's bullshit. I can't believe you would even say that. All right? Would you sleep with me for a thousand dollars? You know, I can't believe you're saying that. Would you sleep with me for twenty thousand dollars? Why are you saying this? Why are you offering me all this money? If I gave you $100,000, would you sleep with me tonight? No, 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 no. If I gave you a million dollars, would you sleep with me tonight? I guess a million. Okay, so we have established you're a fucking prostitute and a whore. We just have to negotiate the price now. (laughs) And he would say this to women. And I'd be like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? So, oh, yeah, it works all the time. (laughs) Works. Yeah, no, dude, no. Yeah, all right. Mm-hmm. All right, enough of that. Well, I had to get I it. I felt like we were talking about bad stuff, you know, nu- nuclear shoot, UFO being shot down, <laughs> shooting down a nuke thing, lithium buses catching fire, Green New Deal. Right, women. Women, yeah, it takes you right to the next, the next page there. So supposedly, this is according to... Uh, Dignata, Dignata News 24, whatever that is. I think it's okay. all fake here. It's a WordPress site. The secret mission of an ancient structure in Antarctica is revealed by a Navy SEAL. The military knows all about this. Apparently, this Linda Moulton, she's been on a bunch of uh, ancient alien shows and stuff. She's released video proof of... The new informant outlining the top security duty in a gigantic ancient alien structure concealed beneath the ice of Antarctica. Now, we've talked about this before, and I'm going to put up pictures. I got the actual digital pictures of access points and stuff like that in Antarctica. But I'm looking at some of these other pictures they're using. It looked like it could be out of a high-tech video game or something. So I'm not going to buy into this, but I have said and I have speculated and yeah. I do believe there could be some sort of shit going on in Antarctica. I mean, we have a lot of a lot of investment there. There's a lot of countries there all with their flag in the ground. Don't tell me they're sitting out there checking the temperature all day. It's now, fucking is that, cold. It's Antarctica. Is that North Pole or South Pole? That's South Pole. Dude. Oh. I don't know. Yeah. Santa those. wouldn't let this shit happen in his bag. <laughs> yeah. Besides, you could fit more elves in the North Pole than you can, you know, scientists in the South Pole. Okay. Elves are smaller. Ah, okay. Is Antarctica smaller than Ar- Arctica? Is it Arctica? What's the other one? 
Antarctica the North Pole? and the Arctic, right? Oh, you're in the Arctic Circle. Yeah, the Arctic. Yeah. Okay, so the the Arctic Circle, North Pole, is not a continent, right? It's Correct. The South Pole. It's Antarctica. That is a continent. Yes. Clear as mud. Yes. So supposedly there's enough. There's a lot of anomalies. There's some say that uh, they've seen a pyramid. Okay. And when I mean a pyramid, it's now disguised and weathered as a mountain. Um, I don't know. They're saying there's a bunch of stuff going on down there. So Navy baby SEALs are involved. Baby People SEALs? Been, yeah. Not baby, baby SEALs? No, B-A-B-Y? not baby. Navy. Oh, Navy SEALs. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. We've had people there. They, some people have gone into that area. This has all been happening since, you know, the Nazis were making this move down there back in the day. So anyway, check this, you know, do your own research. I'm not going to sit here and read the whole article for you, but I am going to tell you that I, I've been thinking about this for a while, that Antarctica and the ocean would be the most safest place i think for anybody to have a situation like this like aliens i mean two-thirds of planets covered by water and nobody wants to be in antarctica so that's the perfect place to hide (laughs) yeah i I, yeah there's good reason not to go there i'm sure it sucks they're saying um the structure that one of the structures they saw they they estimate to be about 33 million years old okay and which by that standard error given by traditional geologists for when antarctica was ice free okay hmm. there's relics of ancient civilizations buried deep in between beneath the ice sheets he claims to have seen this guy Corey good and Pete Peterson, what a name. This must be true. Right. These guys are, uh, I don't know, I didn't read all their qualifications and shit. But anyway, this guy claims to have been transported to Antarctica in early 2016 and early 2017 when he saw hidden bases and relics of ancient civilizations buried deep beneath, deep beneath the ice sheets. He claims to have seen the remains of human-alien hybrids made thousands of years ago as part of an extraterrestrial genetic experimentation community conducted by a humanoid race interesting make, make a good movie right who would we put in this movie uh nicholas cage i think a brad pitt type situation nicholas cage with that that kid from from transformers what's his name Oh, I hate that guy. Shia LaBeouf. Oh, my God. That guy's a freaking train wreck, dude. You ever seen some of his videos? No. Oh, he's like one of these freaking raging freaking lunatics that's out there protesting for everything and everybody. He gets hammered shit face drunk. Then he gets arrested (laughs) at these things. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, He's a total idiot. Total idiot. So remember we've been talking about KISS and their... Uh, multiple uh, farewell tours? Shows, yeah, multiple situations. Yeah. The, we we the saw background. their farewell tour in 2000. Yes, exactly. We saw yeah. one of the first ones. Yep. So here we are 22 years later. 
They're saying that this is the final farewell tour. And now <laughs> he says they're going to add 100 cities to the tour. They're still going to push through 2023. Wow. Wow. Here in the States or, or overseas? Well, the end of the road farewell tour, which began on the 31st of January in 2019 in Vancouver, British Columbia. This is according to guitar.com. Had several altercations before landing on the previously announced final tour date on 17 July 17, 2021 in New York City. So it was going to come up. The addition of another 100 cities to the tour would presumably bring the tour's end past the 50th anniversary of Kiss's first show on January 30th next year. Wow. He's going on to talk about in other articles here that um, he's he's been pushed. Well, now that you're adding all these shows, is there any chance that Ace Freely and Peter Chris can return to the lineup? And he said yeah, he doesn't think they have the physical stamina to do what they do. And really? I'm like, dude, you don't have the fucking physical stamina to do exactly. what you do. I just yeah. saw you and I gave you a break. I talked about this. Yeah, And I get it. You're on a cash grab. You're always on a cash grab, Gene. I love it. I think it's great. People were on to pay or pay money. Take it. But come on, dude. Yeah, they're uh, they're doing two kiss cruises this year. One really? one kiss cruise uh, sold out. So they yeah, yeah, yeah. booked another one. Yeah. Now that now that you say that, I do remember that because yeah. I, I did look at that. Yeah, they're actually in Europe right now on Sunday. They're playing in Madrid, Spain. Followed by France, Italy, Czechoslovakia, and the Netherlands. And then um, in September, they have one show in Louisville, Kentucky, or Louisville, Kentucky. And uh, one in Sacramento, California in October. That's the only thing they have listed in uh, Bands in Town, the app. Well, according to Gene Simmons, this is a quote. This is a tour that will not stop until it stops. <laughs> no shit. Really? Think? It won't start until it starts either. Jesus. Anyway, we're oh. doing this uh on Fourth of July weekend here. So this is interesting. Are you doing anything for Fourth of July, Mike? Going anywhere, doing anything? Yeah, we have like no real plans. We we were gonna do the beach tomorrow, but then we realized, oh hey, we got the concert, so yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go out to the beach and, and try to be rushed around to uh so so, of course, we're talking, in case anybody doesn't know, we're talking about the uh, Motley Crew, Joan Jett, Def Leppard show. Yeah, yeah, at the TIAA Stadium in Jacksonville, Florida. Now, are you on uh, the field or you're on yeah. a, okay, and you're, yeah. you have a seat on the field? Yeah, yeah, we, it's all seats on the field, but you know how it is. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They have all the, the chairs zip tied together, but. Mike yeah, so guys like you don't do what you normally do. Yeah, <laughs> fold up all the chairs within twenty feet and just hang out. <laughs> well, if everybody in the whole row cooperates, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Um, but yeah, uh, it's supposed to start at four thirty with a uh, band called Classless Axe. They literally play for 15, 20 minutes. Then Joan Jett, uh, followed by Poison, who plays for an hour. Then Motley, well, they, who plays for an hour. Are and they going to play? Do you think? Poison. Who? A poison? poison? Um, yeah, yeah. I, I was told by people who know, <laughs> you know, um, that, that they'll be uh they'll be playing tomorrow. All right. 
So wait, in a couple shows here, not 128, because we're going to do that. So on 129, can we have a review of the show? Yeah, of course. Okay. Of course. Perfect. Yep. We uh, we actually went ahead and purchased ponchos today on Amazon, and they will be in tomorrow. Yeah, because uh, Because uh, we're looking at a chance of rain. Um, you know, I, we were told in other stadiums that you're allowed to bring one bottle of water. So I'm like, oh, awesome. So the last time we were at the store, we were at the uh, the uh, Navy commissary in Jacksonville, and they had these nice big bottles of water, you know, pretty bottle for like $1.86. So yeah, we'll get two of these and we'll bring them. So today the email comes, what you need to know before you go. 16 ounce or 12 16. ounce? 16.9 ounce is yeah. the, the, the biggest bottle you can bring. And I have like a, like a like a liter and a half bottle to bring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm wondering... Should I should I bring it or should I just suck yeah, it out? You know what? I, I I would bring one of each. And let me tell you why. Because you've already bought them. That was already your plan. I would tell them that you have a condition, a medical condition, and you require to have a drink of water every six minutes. There there is a uh, there is a a thing out there called POT or POTS. I, I don't know what it stands for. I, I, I haven't done any research on it. It's, uh, oh, here we go. Postural orthostatic tachyatria sy- syndrome. It's a condition that affects blood flow. Uh, lightheadedness, fainting, and uncomfortable rapid increase in heartbeat. And then come on when standing up from reclining. So I've had this happen to me before because of medication I'm on. But I don't right. think I have that syndrome but that's what it's called pots or pots and basically you need to hydrate a lot more frequently than anybody else and then you just take the other bottle that you can't bring because if you tell them that they'll probably let you bring in both bottles actually but if they don't buy it and you toss the big bottle right i don't know it's wasteful i get it but i'll give it to you here here mr security guard yeah right there's a a system you can. I mean, you could. I could. I could put vodka in your water bottle for you and reseal the lid if you wanted. There's a way to do that. Yeah, that I know. You need a, you need like an extra bottle, right? Yeah, yeah. I've seen it done. So, um, have you ever been juice jacked? <laughs> no, no. Only when I go to the gym. Yeah. No. Oh, no, nothing after the massage. No, that's not what I'm talking about here. Juice jacking is when you go and you plug in your device. You see charging stations in public places like uh, airports, airports or whatever. Do they have them on cruises? Um, No. No. The new cruise line version might have it. They're they're, uh, progressive like that. Well... I, I did look I did look this up and according to techtarget.com, juice jacking is a security exploit in which an infected USB charging station is used to compromise connected devices. The exploit will take advantage of the fact that a mobile device's power supply passes over the same USB cable the connected device uses to sync data. So basically they're telling you if you use one of these things, mm-hmm. don't run it USB. Bring your your little box. Yeah, your your cube. Yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. Bring that and plug it in to a wall. 
even that don't I wouldn't plug it in anything. I would plug it into a wall outlet somewhere. It sucks, but yeah. No, I hear you. Now that makes that makes total sense. The attacker uses a USB connection to load malware directly onto the charging station or infect a connect a connection cable and leave it plugged in, hoping some unsuspecting person will come along and use the forgotten cable. Yeah. Wow. Juice jacking exploits work because the same port used for charging a device can transfer data. A USB connector has five pins, but only one is necessary for charging a connected device, and only two of the five pins are used in transfer data. This architecture allows what an end user to move files between a mobile device and a computer while the mobile device is connected to the charger. Blah, 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 blah. All right. They make a USB condom. Okay. I didn't know this existed. Do I ask for those at the at the drugstore, or how do I get yeah. those? Yeah, you, yeah, you get those at the uh, Fair Villa. It says users can guard against juice jacking attacks by purchasing a protective attachment called the USB condom. Condom is a device that connects to a charging cable and sits between the device's charging cable and the public USB charging station. Right. The and condom it, works by blocking the connections to all the pins in USB mail connection except the one, the pin that transfers power. I was just going to say that, and that makes total sense. Yeah, no, that's awesome. All right, so there's types of juice jacking attacks that they can identify already. Data theft, where somebody can get into your stuff and take all your data. Yeah, right? Nice. Malware installation, multi-device attack, and disabling attack, so... Anyway, be careful with your shit. Don't yes. just. <laughs> I do have a funny story to piggyback on this, though. Okay. Buddy of mine had a job in the financial industry. I'm not going to give you names or anything like that. And he was sitting in his office, and a customer had come in to do business with him. And while they were doing business, um, talking about stuff, she said, Oh my gosh, my phone is dying. Can I plug it in? And she hands him the USB. So he plugs it into his computer. And she gets the information she needed to get and lays the phone back down. He's looking in her files. He finds all these nude selfies and shit. And she, he's like fucking downloading them right in front of her. She's <laughs> on the other side of the computer screen. And he's all looking at her nude photos on her phone. And I'm wow. thinking, wow. So years later, we're at their wedding. And no, no. <laughs> I, yeah, don't do that, people. Don't. Right? Why would you do that? I here here's access you, to all my shit because yeah, you because you think it's private you know people people are dumb but nowadays even like the android phone it's yeah. powered by google stuff and google stores all the information so guess what i use because it's convenient on my home computer the google and it it keeps all the shit from the phone to the yeah don't people stop exactly yeah like the you you like android phone you can save your pictures on google and like you get a daily thing of, hey, here's your pictures from last year today on Google. The thing is, the screenshots you take are uploaded to Google, you know, all that stuff. So if you feel like taking a screenshot of something nefarious, you know, it ends up on, on Google in your freaking uh, little account. Yeah, they're. Cool. Yeah, I'm already red flagged everywhere, so I'm not worried. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, hey, when you went to Disney, did you use this genie thing? I thought we yeah. talked about this before. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, that's what I got refunded because it was a complete piece of crap. Well, they say the company, this is a new thing, a new follow-up article, that situation that the company got rid of the free FastPass Plus and replaced it with two paid services that keep evolving. It's according yeah. to the street.com. Uh, just talking about the changes in Disney and the changes to this plan. Here's my question, Mike. Yes. Did, did you, so you, if it was working, did, did you think you would, you would feel better about it? I mean. Again, yeah. tell me about your experience and then tell me about the follow-up briefly and then tell yeah. me what it needs to do. I bought it for the fact that it was 15 bucks a person, which I thought was, was awfully cheap. I was like, all right, 15 bucks for something that used to be free. Not bad. I'll take it. So I'm thinking that there's a separate line, and there always has been a separate line for FastPass. I'm thinking, okay, you go into the park and you go on that line. Well, guess what? It's all in the app. It's all on your phone. And you're supposed to make reservations yeah, with yeah, your yeah. fast passes. Well, I, we get there 9 o'clock in the morning because I4 was shut down. Um, and uh, I go ahead and open up the app. And I start making reservations. And it's not being very clear on what I'm actually doing. And it says, okay, go to, go to Buzz Lightyear. So we go to Buzz Lightyear. And this thing isn't working. It's because all of the reservations I was trying to make were filled for the day until 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock at night. So it's making suggestions. Well, Buzz Lightyear doesn't have a long line. I thought my reservation for Buzz Lightyear was, it was, was ready to happen. So we go there, and it's not happening. Yeah, we were able to, to finagle getting into some of the rides until I figured out actually what was happening. And when mm -hmm. I figured out what was actually happening, as in everything was full for the day, by nine o'clock in the morning, I immediately went to guest services and said, you know, this is a piece of crap. And he goes, well, I agree, but don't tell the mouse. <laughs> <laughs> I agree, but don't tell the mouse that. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he refunded my, uh, my money on all three of them without, without issue, without even batting an eye. He refunded it. Well, he, they know and they're like, yeah, if somebody complains, just give them their shit back. If somebody doesn't complain, that's fine. We'll keep the money, you know? Right. Right. Says, uh, since they're updating all this, they're going to change everything up and upgrade it on July 17th. They're going to do some, some upgrades to it or whatever, but they... Under the old FastPass system, park, park visitors could make reservations for times to ride various rides or attractions either 30 or 60 days before the date of visit, depending on whether they were staying on property. Under the system, you can make three reservations, and then you can make another if one was available once those three had been used. The new FastPass system consists of two parts. First, there's Genie Plus, which gives the equivalent of a FastPass experience for some rides, attractions, character spots, and events for $15 per person per day. You can only make one selection at a time and select rides that are in the Genie Plus system. The rides that are not offered on Genie Plus, basically the newest and most popular ones, can be reserved through the standalone Lightning Lane system. See, this is dirt. Yeah, it's too confusing. Yeah, stop. I, I, yeah, I, I want to go. I want to go on a ride. I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, change the world. Yeah, I'm not here to think. You're supposed to have this shit handled, yeah. and it's you dealt with Disney uh, guests before. They're not thinking half the time. No, no. The, the the thing that we always said was, well, their brain is on vacation too. Well, do you know what the number one question is that's asked in the Magic Kingdom? Uh, what time is the three o'clock parade? That is absolutely one hundred percent true. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding! You win the QB doll. Yes, 
I mean, I used to when when I was working in the Magic Kingdom as a teenager, people used to ask me that, and I would tell them stupid shit. Three forty-five, four fifteen, two forty-eight. You better get there early. Yeah. You know, yeah. I anyway. I think what they really mean to say is, what time has it come by this point where we're standing? Because right. the whole park, but exactly. When you say what time's the three o'clock parade, I initially look at you and go. You aren't just another pretty face, are you? <laughs> you you've never been accused of being the sharpest t- tool in the shed, right? <laughs> Jesus. So at the Orlando Museum of Art, the FBI oh. is investigating. Have you heard yes, about this? Yes, there was a raid. Yep. They fired the general manager of the Orlando Museum of Art. Apparently. The search warrant was used to remove Heroes and Monsters exhibit from the Orlando Museum of Art detail for the reasons for suspicions surrounding the authenticity of the collections. The paintings were part of the Mumford collection, were purported to be created in 1982 by Jean-Michel Basquat. I saw some, a movie about this guy years ago. Really? O- officials explained that the paintings have been under investigation since 2012. Wow. Investigation has revealed false information related to the alleged prior ownership of the paintings. The documents revealed two ownership and discrepancies with the number of paintings in the exhibition. Yada 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 yada. Anyway, this is uh, a it's a big deal. Thing. Now, here, here's the thing. Uh, what I did hear about it is this guy used to do his paintings on the back of Federal Express cardboard boxes. Okay, and I guess he—he—I'm guessing he's not alive anymore. No. And this particular series of paintings were to, were said to be done at a certain time, a certain era. <coughs> but the cardboard boxes that they were used—that were used—I guess if you turn it over, you could see where it says Federal Express, and he said the pattern that is on the box on the back was not used until after his death. Ah. So these boxes were created after his death. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. They were supposedly painted before. Well, that's like that's like uh, you know, and you I, you may recall the story. I won't get into it now. But Tupac Shakur, the rapper, I met him at a Georgia rest stop yeah. years after his purported death. But years after his death, somebody was putting out they you know the record companies they're freaking whores. They put out like a collection series CD yeah, demos and, and unreleased yeah. items. So they put that out and somebody was on eBay selling an autographed copy. I was like, really bro? <laughs> Come on. Come on, man. <laughs> so this Orlando Museum of Art CEO and director Aaron DeGroft is out of a job following the FBI's rating rating of the museum last week. Yeah, the most intriguing thing about this whole thing is uh, they apparently the FBI was like looking at their emails and shit because uh, he added, um, we have no doubt we stand by their original. This guy says he added that it's not the OAM Orlando Museum of Art. It's not a um, it's not their job to authenticate the art. They came to us authenticated by the top specialist on Basquat. The FBI search warrant said an art professor was paid approximately $60,000 to write a report on the collection. But the professor later found out that her report was being used publicly with the exhibit. So she sent an email to the museum director saying, I am no way authorized to authenticate unknown works. And what 
no inv- and want no involvement in the show. The next day, this DeGroff said, you want us to put out there that you got 60 grand to write this? Okay, then shut up. You took the money. Stop being holier than now. You didn't. You did this to, not to me or anybody else. Be quiet now is my best advice. They are real and legit. You know this. You are threatening the wrong people. Yep. I heard wow. about that. And yeah, that was. Uh, I would never think that this would occur. Would you ever think that this was a possibility? Well, it, yeah. Why not? But you know, in, in Orlando, you know, it's. Uh, you know how how important can it be? You know, to 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 well, they, ride to ride this lie out. You know. Well, they say that the um the, with the fakes, frauds, and forgeries in the art world, it's a terrible situation. That seventy five percent of the art crime industry in the world, which is a six billion dollar industry, deals wow. in frauds, forgeries, and fakes. Not theft. It's frauds, forgeries, and fakes. Six billion dollar industry, dude. That's why it ha- that's why it happens. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, unreal. I, I tell you, I, I go to school. I go to school. Eh, yeah. I went to school with a kid back in high school. I don't, you probably remember. I don't think they did it down here in Florida, but you have denim jackets, and there'd yes. be like a painting on the back of a of, right. a, of a, an album cover or a band or something. Yeah. Well, this kid that I went to school with did them all the time. And nice. They were really good, like excellent. And now he. That's what he's full time. He's an artist. That's what he does. Wow. And he'll he'll do it with these little brushes and stuff. And it, it, dude, he's amazing, amazing painting that he does. And uh, yeah, I'll uh, I'll share it on both mics, but uh, the both mics Facebook page. But Bobby Girardi, uh, well Bob or Robert Girardi now. I I know him as Bobby. <laughs> amazing freaking painter. Unbelievably authentic and, and it, it looks like you're looking at a photograph that's how good his po- his uh, photos are or his paintings are so yeah it is uh it is pretty cool and um with, with the cruises they have uh they have art auctions and we kind of yes we used to go to the art auctions just for the free champagne and sure. uh and, and now we we kind of dabble you know a couple couple things in the house here are uh are you know Prints of famous stuff that we actually got on cruise ships, so it's kind of cool. Nice. You know, I, I think the, I think the 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 art salesmen are, are very much like your a, a used car salesman, in a way that, that you know, in a certain way they they hold themselves. You know, they carry themselves a certain way. Nice. But we we like it. We enjoy it. Like a blanket statement about. But I've been in that industry, Mike. I I, I resemble that remark. <laughs> I don't know if all salesmen have a switch where, like, you, you don't seem that way to me. But I'm sure you have a switch where you, you turn it on, turn it off. Yeah, and I don't turn into that guy like, uh, all right, now I'm used car sales guy. How are you? How are you? Come hey, Stanley Kowalski, Mike Polinski, how are you? You know, no, 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 no. Uh-oh. But I've, uh, I often 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 describe you as someone who can sell ice to eskimos oh i appreciate that i need yes. i i yeah maybe that's what i need to start doing selling i'll ice. go down to antarctica and start selling <laughs> ice. All right, have you tried to book a flight lately have you known anybody that's been flying lately on the airlines here in this country um 
The only flight I ever I booked lately is one for for work for that training that I was supposed to go to. I was supposed to come back from training today, mm. and uh, it was canceled because of the downturn in the mortgage industry. So that's the only flight I uh, I've had uh, booked. Well, Delta Airlines are picketing now outside airports across the country. A lot of flights are delayed and canceled ahead of the 4th of July weekend. The off-duty pilots, this is according to NewYorkPost.com, so it must be true. The off-duty pilots protested their higher, protested for higher wages and more time off as a crushing demand for air travel threatened to muddle up vacation holiday plans. Passengers were faced with... 3,165 delays and 444 cancellations in the U.S. as of 1 p.m. on Thursday, according to FlightAware.com. Delta alone suffered 307 delays and 89 cancellations, ranking second amongst U.S. airlines in total cancellations. Outside the JFK airport, Delta pilots complained that the lack of employees due to lack of employees is due to cuts amid the COVID-19. Oh, my God. Stop. Anyway, there's a bunch of pictures. These guys are all striking. A lot of these guys are saying they work too much. You know, pilots. I don't are, know what their day is, but yeah, a pilot is, is a good paying job, and you would think that if you're a pilot, you would want to you'd want to work. So, like, how how are they shorthanded on pilots where two years ago they weren't? You know, did, did like a bunch of pilots say just retire and they never replaced them? I, I don't get it, you know? Well, this 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 guy who's a Delta pilot, David Adler, says, we basically shut the airline industry down for a couple years. When I was out there flying, there were not a whole lot of passengers out there flying, Del- this Delta pilot, David Adler, said. Now, all of a sudden, we're basically tooling back up again, so it takes a little time to go ahead and do that. Picketing pilots outside several major airports, including Hartsfield-Jackson in Atlanta. Yeah. So yeah, this is all over the country, dude. Crazy. Yeah. And then you you know how it goes when you get a a flight that runs through a major hub like that, like Atlanta or somewhere, yeah. that affects everything else. It's like a ripple effect. Yep. Yeah. You know, people are missing their connections. That's why I, when I fly, I, I try to get the first flight out in the morning. You know, usually the first flight in the morning. Knock on wood. I I people tell me all these horror stories about. Cancel flights and this, that, and the other thing. I, I've had a couple delayed flights. Uh, I've had one flight where everybody got off because uh, a repair needed, a scheduled repair needed to be made. And I've been late for a flight. I missed a connection because of uh, of a flight being late. But yeah, I've heard stories of of people, you know, waiting hours on on airplanes to take off. And waiting two, three hours on the tarmac when they arrive just to get a gate because there's there's planes just parked there because of, of canceled flights. They can't get a gate to get off the off the plane. And that makes them late for their connections. You know, it's crazy. crazy. And like everybody, I'm, I'm fans of uh, of uh, of nonstop flights. You know, if you can get a nonstop over uh, over a connection somewhere. Yeah. All connections. Uh Atlanta, Houston, and Dallas. You know, everything connects through there. From well, you know, just, the just before we wrap up here, I did have a Facebook friend of mine um, get stranded in Vegas. He was like, oh, darn, they canceled my flight. What am I going <laughs> to do? Right. All right. So listen, uh, we're going we're gonna to run out here. Make sure you check 
check out our next episode though 128 yes. this is 127 which is still inconceivable to me that this shit show's running this long but check out my friends check out gino losi if you want to catch some big fish check out dustin levine at the melon patch theater in leesburg and check out my friend night fan stan at jet set printing for all your printing needs in central florida mike anything uh have a coke and a smile there you go we'll see you in the next episode here thanks for joining us today ciao